It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. The Chiefs preseason is in the books. We are special tonight. We are live following the Chiefs' final preseason game. A lot of little details here. Some guys who didn't go down without a fight and might make it yet. We're going to talk about the outcome from Chiefs versus Packers tonight live on Locked On Chiefs. From the land of the free and the home of the Chiefs, this is the Locked On Chiefs podcast. Welcome back, friends, neighbors, Chiefs kingdom around the world. It's over. It's finally over. We can talk about the regular season and real football games. It is coming up here tonight. We're going to get into all the details for you. We have a lot to cover. Thanks for making us your first listen post-game tonight. Check out another Locked On show for another one because we are free every day on every platform, everywhere that we can find it. As being part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every single day. I'm Ryan Tracy, the founder of Rogue Analytics and Performance Consulting, as well as RGR Football and NFL33.com. And I'm Chris Clark, founder of Chiefs Corner. You can find me over there. We do have a lot to talk about. There was a lot of players that stood out in the first half and a couple that stood out in the second half as well. Absolutely. There were times when it was ragged, uh, much like my barber or my uh, shave here. We'll get that trimmed up eventually, just like they'll get the roster trimmed up here pretty quick. I think it was really great to are, see. Are you the trying pack. to say something here? Are yeah, that I'm ragged something? and lazy, and it's been a long week. Yeah. <laughs> it's been that's about a month and a half goes, for me. Right? So there you go. Yeah, well, hey, you, you grow a better beard than I do, and that's okay. I can live with it. Um, but this game, I think, really highlighted a couple of guys. One that I, I think the overall takeaway from both halves, from both um offensive performances, is that the Chiefs have tight ends that are viable. It doesn't matter how far down the depth chart you go. I think at least Franks has been functional in practice. But tonight you saw two of the backup tight ends really shine in different ways. But most importantly, that in a year where you're transitioning your primary pass catchers at the wide receiver position, that you have a stable of tight ends that can help Patrick Mahomes out. Yeah, and they definitely have that. Uh, Jody Fortson, I think I thought looked good at times tonight. Uh, Bushman obviously looked really good. He had some great plays. There, it was a busted coverage on his long TD. Uh, sure. So, congratulations to him to get that long TD. I'm sure he was excited to be able to to have that type of play. Um, you look at the other guys. You know, Gray didn't do anything tonight. That kind of is a little disappointing. Uh, you were you were you'd hope that he would at least do something. But there were some other guys that really stuck out to me as well. I, I really like, and for me, somebody I've been in Bushman's corner since he came to the team, honestly, before that, because I liked him at BYU. Like, waiting to, to, to make the most of your breaks on the last preseason game, I, I wish it had happened earlier. Um, I want to ask you before we get into your guys and some of the guys that stood out to you is, yes, it was a busted coverage, but he did take advantage of it. He looked more spry than maybe folks thought he was capable of being. And then on the second one, despite Therese Fountain missing the block, pretty badly and right after Drees made a nice play down the field uh, I think Bushman did a good job holding his concentration not getting flustered with that guy come flying in making sure that he got two hands on it and taking it into the end zone so like I think a good day I thought Bushman showed you what he can be my question for you if Blake Bell's not healthy is it enough for him to be the fourth tight end 
I don't think so. I think you look at it, and I will say this really quick on that catch, on that touchdown pass by the end zone. I thought it was going to be picked. When mm-hmm. I saw him going back to throw and found missed, I was like, ooh, that is not going to be good. Uh, congratulations to Bushman for getting two, two touchdowns. Uh, that's fantastic. I will say I think it's kind of funny. Kansas City now has two games in a row where they've got tight ends that have caught two touchdown passes, <laughs> and none of them have been named Travis Kelsey. Um so good luck with that, the NFL. I will say also, I, I liked some of the design throws that they had. I thought Bushman caught one that was kind of a flip from, I think, Bouchelle. Mm-hmm. Uh, Henny had another short throw to Jody Fortson. I think that they're going to use some of those types of plays uh, and get their tight ends in space in that scenario. And I think that's going to be really good for guys like Noah Gray and Jody Fortson. I don't think that they're going to do that with Travis as much just because that there's potential there for taking low hits and you don't want to go that direction. Not at his age, that's for sure. Now, right. I, I have two qualms with Andy Reid tonight. This is a meaningless game, Coach. It's just about evaluations. Chad Henney must be protected at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't know what you're doing. You lose him, then it is, it is. oh, it is waiver wire city for the quarterback position. Oh, my Lord, I was cringing multiple times tonight. Yeah, I think Kenny played a really good game, though. I think what you saw from him it was encouraging. Obviously, it's not with the first-team unit when you talk about their offensive weapons that were on the field with him. So that's something to take into account for how well he played uh, and how you know how effective he was. But I think that he showed what he needed to show. I mean, he didn't play in last Saturday's game because they knew that they were going to give him some extended time in this game, and they gave him that time, and I think he took advantage of it. And I'm sure he enjoyed getting out there, and I know – QBs are a little bit different in the fact that they want to get that one hit. And I think he got his hit and I think he's feeling pretty good for going into the season. Yeah. Uh, agreed. Um, and, and, and folks, if you, if you don't know us, if you're new to this show, we cover this team five days a week and we have for the last six years straight. And uh, I am in no way saying that Chad Henney should be the starter here. I'm saying if Patrick stubs his toe, <laughs> you must have Chad Henney available. Yeah. That that's my point. Yeah, you, <laughs> yeah, you don't want Shane to be the the starter at all, no. uh, and in a situation where he would even be a guy that would even be suiting up. So I get it. And let's just talk about that really quick right now. I I still don't think Bouchel made a case for himself to make the roster tonight. Nope. Um, I, I just don't think that there's enough there and. I'm sure they want him on the practice squad and maybe they'll lose him, but I don't think he's going to be on this roster. And I know there's a lot of people in the comments that are saying he should be on the roster. I don't see it. I I got nothing. You can't afford it to tell you the truth. And That's if you did, it would be only because he's he's been in camp with you. I hope Bailey Zappi gets cut from the Patriots because I hate to see him in a Patriots uniform. So let's bring him in as the practice squad guy. And just in case, then you have a handy backup that's got some zip to his zap. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> there, there's a lot in there. But no, I, I don't. I agree with you. I don't think I think Michelle is a break glass in case of emergency kind of guy. If he if you put him on the practice squad and then he does have to start a game, then he's got to be your emergency guy. And, and I can get along with that. That that'll be okay. Um, but before quarterback before you go to break. Yeah, before we go to break, I know we got a lot more to talk about, but I want to say this because it was really awesome to me to see what Kansas City did for Lynn Dawson in this game. They had his number on the helmets. They're going to wear that all season long. I'm I'm loving that. And Patrick was on TV. He had a Lenny Dawson uh, bandana on. I thought that was awesome. Uh, but really, it was the it was the huddle. Well, yeah. they call it the choir huddle, I believe. Yep, that's fantastic. 
Uh, I know we're talking about Chiefs football and who's going to make the team and who isn't, but Kansas City obviously love Lenny Dawson and Lenny Dawson love Kansas City. So congrats. Well done, Chiefs. I think you that's a very awesome thing. And the NFL let them do the choir huddle as well. I think that's that was the other awesome part of it. Yeah. I hope they can recreate that for real in some some ball game with the actual starting lineup and, and get that image that I'd like to have going forward. But a lot of other guys to step up and to talk about. The last few positions on this roster are going to be up for grabs starting today. We might see some movement here quickly. They don't have to be down until next Tuesday. We're going to talk about who makes it and who doesn't. But just like they're going to go over the film tonight, hindsight is twenty twenty, and you can't change the past, but you might like to get a little help from your future self. And that can happen really easily with Dave, the banking app that gives you $500 instantly with extra cash. That's more money to fill your tank, to buy gifts, to uh, make up for buying those, you know, nice level 200 tickets. You know, those always come in handy. You can finally take care of the expenses that bother you or, or splurge on something that you're really looking forward to. Means that people have already downloaded this app and gotten that financial relief that they really need with extra cash. All you got to do is go download the app right now from any app store. It's called Dave, D-A-V-E, like the guy's name, and sign up for the extra cash account right now, and you get $500 instantly. For terms and conditions, you have to go to dave.com slash legal. That's instant transfers do, uh, transfer fees do apply. Banking is provided by Evolve, the member FDIC. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay, so uh, we'll try to get to the chat, you guys, as we kind of guide our podcast. We're not usually a live question thing, but I know a bunch of you RGRs are in here, so don't worry. <laughs> I'll get the rest of your questions later tonight on that channel. But a lot of, I, of... – go ahead, I'm sorry. I just want to throw this out because I've seen the question and there's no way that Corey Coleman's still on this team. Just going to throw that out there right now. I, I think Sky Moore assured himself that he's going to have a share of the kick duties, and that's how Corey would have made it. So, like, the wide receiver group is probably the most con contested or concerned about here. In my eyes, I, I think in case there was any kind of, ooh, somebody's competing with Doris Fountain, he's not really doing much. Like, he was like, hey, hey, remember me? I'm still an athlete, too. And it, again, took an opportunity but he made the most of it. I, I think it shows you why he was able to get on the field a little bit on offense last year because he does have that, that pop that he can go to when he needs it. Yep. Now, I want to talk about rookies really quick. And Watson looks like he's definitely on the team, which we already talked about. We thought that he would be on the team uh, as a corner. And it looks like he was on one of the first string kick, covered, kick yep. coverages. So that to me means he's going to be on the team. But I also think that we – have established it's probably going to be Lamont's at this point. If you watch special teams, which I was paying attention to closely, mm -hmm. he was on the top three coverage units. I didn't see him on the fourth, but he could have been there. I just couldn't see it on the TV. He was on the top three special teams units. He's going to be on this roster. Yeah. I, I'm really interested to see what happens. I hope not myself, but that's, that's only because I want to see the bottom roster continue to improve as well. We'll talk about that here coming up. But it's funny that you mentioned rookies because there were three PBUs in this game on the defensive side of the ball, and they were all rookies who got them. 
Now, I know there's some questions, or at least there should be, about Trent McDuffie. This is what we know right now, folks. We have not gotten the post-game uh, pressers or any update on Trent, but uh, I actually got to watch the game late because I had a sporting event that I had to go to and, and do my thing. Um, he actually played the next step on special teams after that collision. Yep. And then it came up. So I think that they were probably being pretty precautionary and probably well, the staff checked him out after that snap, but there was a no immediate effects. We didn't see him wobbling. We didn't see him come out or, or you know, to even have trouble standing up after that play. Yeah. And I just want to throw out, I'm not hundred percent sure. Cause we didn't get clarification and maybe we'll get clarification tonight from Reed. So maybe we'll have more for you on Monday, but Generally speaking, when it comes to concussions, that's called from up above. That's not even necessarily the team doing it. So yeah. it could have been that somebody was trying to call down and he went out for special teams anyway. And they, you know, right after that snap, they said, hey, you're gone because of concussion protocol. And honestly, at that point, once, once you put him in that protocol, there's no reason to bring him back. The third preseason game, just let him sit. He'll be fine. I, I watched him walk down the tunnel. He looked like he was cognizant. He didn't need any help. He looked like right. he was just a normal guy walking down the tunnel. Obviously, concussions are tricky. Who knows? But I think that they'll. I think he'll be fine. They've got almost two weeks, a little over two weeks before they play. So I think he'll be in good shape. Yeah, I agree. Um, so that's the DBs at, at the corner spot. I think the safeties were very, very evident of who it is. Uh, kudos to Brian Cook for making a decent play there at the end of the first half doing something that he didn't do a ton of in college, but he has like that return. ability, right? I like the return, too. I, I, right? I was impressed by that. I thought that was very encouraging. And I also want to say this about one of the other rookies. Williams struggled tonight. He had his he had his mistakes. He's going to be a guy that's going to have to learn. The level of competition is just so much greater at the NFL level than what he was playing in college. He's going to have to have a little bit of grace. And, yeah, he's probably going to cost him some horrible penalties, but you know what? I think he, I, from what I've seen so far, he has the ability to do it. And even on some of the plays he got beat on, he was in position. He's just got to learn the technique. He's got to learn, you know, to deal with some of the hand fighting that's going on at the top of routes because that's what cost him a couple times. Well, and you guys have heard me say it for the last couple of weeks, um, and I'll, I'll dig in deep later on RGR, but Williams is playing, I would say, 90% of the snap now. He's just mm -hmm. losing – those those snaps in the very last second, like just the last finishing touches that is about the jump from Fayetteville State to the NFL. That is a huge gap. So don't be too hard on him yet. I know there was a couple of snaps he lost against another rookie in Dubs, but that's okay. Dubs has been really on fire. He is making that leap, and I think he's going to be just fine. Well, and on one of those specific plays, it was a deep – it was a deep in route by Dubs, I believe. Dubs shoved off the top of the route. I yeah, mean, they're not yeah, going to call that. That's an OPI. They're not going to call it, but there's <laughs> nothing that the DB can do at that point. I mean, he yeah. clearly shoved off. I watched it happen on multiple different replays, and I understand they're not going to call that, and it is what it is. He'll learn how to get over that and how to adjust for those types of plays. So I think he's going to be in a good position. I'm really looking forward to seeing – a lot of these guys going forward because it was just encouraging to watch the youth get after it. And one of the things I know it's preseason, but the first string unit never allowed a single point this year. Yeah. That's something. And I think we'll the talk about some taking of a step forward. 
some of the variations that we're going to see. Um, we're going to get to those. And I know you guys have a couple more questions about the offensive tackles. We'll get to those as well. One last thing before we leave the safeties. I think Zane Anderson should be on the practice squad. I think he's earned that. And I think he's still playing decently when he is in. Let's see what happens. And we'll get to the rest of those and the tackles here coming up next, folks. BetOnline.net is the fastest and easiest way to check in on all your betting needs. Find your favorite sports and events at the number one online source for odds, lines, and games. Find reviews and news of every league, including Major League Baseball, NFL, NBA, and NHL, combat sports, esports, and yes, even Ryan's favorite in golf. Because you know Ryan likes to watch golf. I drive a cart really well, though. <laughs> BetOnline continues to be the top online resource for all your sports wagering information from live in-game betting. Scores and podcasts, they have you covered. Head to Bet Online today to or use your mobile device to learn more about the action happening today. Bet Online, where the game starts. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Okay. Another guy that I think made the roster, and I know we need to go in a different direction, but I just want to say really quick, I think Darius Harris is on this roster as well. Yeah, I I think he played well. I think Jermaine Carter is probably on the outside looking in, or he's the sixth because of special teams. Uh, Mike Rose and Jack Cochran should be on the practice squad in my determination. Let's see if the coaching staff agrees. Um, and Harris was on coverage early on as well. That's kind of why I'm thinking he's one of those guys that's going to be on the roster. Yeah, and he and he's played that a, a lot of team right. snap for them over the last few years. I I did I was impressed seeing uh, Chanel come on the field early on with the ones. I didn't expect that. I don't think I've seen that in the preseason. Uh, yeah, yet. he came in. I think he got three or four snaps with the ones last week. But that never went his direction. It wasn't like anything that he could really show out with. So, like, I right. think peppering him in there is a, is a positive sign as well because you're not going to part ways with him. So you, you might as well push him and see what you can get out of it. And I thought it was a positive thing for him. Um, Austin, I see your question. Um, no, Leo Chanel is not the starting Sam right now. It will be Elijah Lee. But I think they will find ways, hopefully creative ways, to get Leo onto the field, particularly in pass rushing downs. Really um, quick, I have to ask this question. Kevin Flint asks, are you higher on Carl Loftus now than you were before the draft? Um, I actually am because he's shown me not – I knew he was willing to try to learn. I knew he had the work ethic. But he's actually been able to do some things that I was screaming at the television watching his film back in draft season that he's actually in, what, six weeks of total workouts. He's been able to learn some of those things. And credit to Frank Clark for, for really taking an interest in teaching him some of that. But, yeah, I, I'm impressed that he's been able to make progress a little faster than I expected. Um, he's still a power-based player. He's not he's yeah. not the whip-around-the-edge player. So he's still the guy that I saw on film. He's just a little bit better. And if he does that and continues to improve every day, I, I think what you saw in him is the power, the first-step explosion, and that the motor is all there. And that's enough to get by in this league. The question but is. But it's also sorry. learning moves. It's also learning pass rush moves. Exactly. Th- that's really what I wanted to say. And if you Not saw me break you. down his sack last week, it is about the fact that it was a secondary move. It was a counter 
that he had to learn. That's something new to his game. So I was really happy to see that come along so quickly. I expected that to happen during the season, but it is a little quick. Now, the guys that he goes against every day in practice, they're still a big problem because I don't think the swing tackle, the backup tackle is on this roster right now unless something, you know, somebody waves a wand and miraculously looks Niang is good tomorrow. I think it's Prince. And by good, I mean healthy, folks, not that he's talented. Yeah, I think it's Prince. I think that's who they're going to end up going with at that position. I'm not saying that they don't look elsewhere, but I think right now it's Prince. I don't think it's either Christian or Johnson. Yeah. Uh, I thought Prince, I'm not going to say he looked great, but I think he looked good enough for at least what they're wanting. Uh, it's not it's not going to be the best thing ever, but at the same time, I mean, he's a guy that's been here for quite a while. They trust him, obviously. He got the second team reps. He he stepped in and was playing okay. The question I have is, are they going to keep Christian? Or are they going to keep Johnson? Or are they going to keep Kennard? I'm not so sure that Kennard makes the roster at this point. He just hasn't seemed to develop. I saw two snaps late in, I think it was the beginning of the fourth quarter that I thought, oh, okay, he looked like, okay, that was actually a good rep. Like he puts, he pushed the dude back. He got one turn. Like I was like, okay, there's, there's, a, there's a flash of something. Is it enough? I don't know. Um, I, I have to disagree with you though. I don't, I don't think any of these guys are more than a third tier of a practice squad player in any of the backup tackles, including Prince. Uh, but most I'm not saying that I I'm not saying that I love it. I'm just saying I think that's what they're going to do. Right. Well, yeah, and yeah. So in this case, we can both be right because I think you're right. <laughs> I don't I don't think they'll abandon that. Although Tom Rice, I love your idea. If you could if you could sweet talk fish into coming back from that lake in the mountains that he's at right now, um, I I just don't know how they. I do that in a heartbeat. Yeah, I would too. Um, the running back situation I think is very clear. And the tight end situation about Bushman, I think, are two guys that were on the outside looking in, but showcased tonight for very different reasons. What's your take, Chris? No, I completely agree. I think that Ronald Jones was showcased because I think they're going to be trying to trade him. I don't know that anybody's really going to want to take the contract, right. uh, but he ran hard. He had a couple of good runs. Uh, he was hitting the hole hard. He showed power. He showed... Uh, a little bit of you know balance. He actually caught a ball too. That was that was impressive to me. And I I know that people are probably going to shake their head at me saying that, but he's had horrible hands in the past, so that's a big deal for him yeah. uh, to show that he can catch the ball coming out of the backfield. I think that's a big deal. I don't know that he's gonna that they're going to be able to move him for anything, but I think that's why they showcased him. I think that's why he started or basically started, and that's why Pacheco didn't play as much until the second half. They already know what they have in Pacheco. Uh, Ronald Jones has done nothing to this point to make me think he's going to be on this roster. I think that they go with three running backs because they're going to need depth at other positions. Yeah. Then I you start looking at then you start looking at Bushman, and I don't think he can replace what Blake Bell does. And somebody asked that specifically just a second ago. Casey Gamble, uh, can he replace Bell? No. Uh, I mean, the receiving part of Bell, yes. The blocking, no. That's the problem is they need somebody that can be that blocker t- blocking type. I don't know that they're going to have one on the roster. My guess is Bell makes the original 53 and is cut the next day or not cut the next day, but put on IR the next day so he can come back later in the season. Yeah. And so then the question becomes, do they then bring Bushman back because they want to have four? I, I have trouble seeing that, but it could be a possibility. It just depends on, on how bad Andy wants four. If they intend to run 13 personnel, they have to. 
because you have to have a guy that you can pull in then. You have to have the backup. I, di- for, I, I disagree. Uh, I don't think they have to. I think at that point, you put him on the practice squad. I don't think you have to have him on the roster. Well, I, I'm I'm counting that. That's, that's what I'm saying. Like, okay. they, they'll have to cut him initially, but I think they will bring him back to the practice squad at the very least. Well, you said bring him back. That could have been coming back for Bell and being the fourth tight end. That's that's oh, where I was yeah. trying to make clarity. I, I still don't think they're going to have four on the roster. I could be wrong. I mean, they could yeah, end could up be keeping Bushman. Too. Yeah, I just don't see that he fits what they want. They wanted Bell for, so I don't see a reason to do that. Uh, to be quite honest, Mike Burton is a lot closer to what they want Blake Bell for than any of the other tight ends on the roster. So, to me, it's kind of a wasted roster space if you're going to use Bushman in the same type of role that you want to use Noah Gray and Jody Fortson in. Uh, yeah, if they want to run 13. You can bring him up for the practice squad and, and have that extra guy if you need it, but I don't think you need him on the active roster. And as we've talked, there's a, this is a deep roster. They're going to have a lot of hard choices to make, especially I think they're going to have hard choices to make an offensive line too. Outside the tackle situation. Yeah. I you don't think, think it's so. Allegretti and Caliendo and maybe Ryder? That's the question. That's the question to me. Is it going to be Ryder? Is it going to be Caliendo? I know it's going to be Allegretti. He's their sixth offensive lineman. There's no doubt in my mind on that. Yeah. But the question is, is is it going to be Ryder? Is it going to be uh, Caliendo? Is it going to be somebody that they go get off the practice or off the waiver wire? I don't know. Uh, None of those guys have really stood out to me. So to me, in my mind, it could be any of them or it could be none of them. I I think... I think that might be one of the things that we see happen last, just to see what they can get done. I, I think Bushman might be an earlier decision, depending on where Bell's at. I think Rojo's going to be late, and they're going to try to move him and probably take it in through Monday, at least, to see what they can get. And maybe that that falls over to the offensive line as well. Um, I mean, obviously, we've covered all the pass catchers. The only other thing that I would say is that for those worried about Colin Saunders – you can put that away. He's squarely on this team. Turk Wharton had the only sack of the night, um, at least for the, for the defensive front. Um, actually, I lied. Kendo came in later, didn't he? Um, I was surprised my Dana played so late, but I do think that Me they too. have something in Herring, and, and I do think he makes this roster as well. Matt Bushman fractured his clavicle, so there you go. Well, that's IR for you, Matt. So, I'm really sorry about that. So, somebody said it in the in the chat. Thank you, uh, uh, Rilke Smith, Rilke Smith. I, I'm not sure how you pronounce that, but uh, I was checking my Twitter feed, so I apologize. That's why I wasn't looking at the screen. Um, I do think that that is that sucks for him. I don't know what the time frame is on on a return on that. Is that two months? I don't know. It, it, I, I want to say it's like six to twelve weeks is what they usually say. So it could be a release with an injury waiver, which they did with Derek Gore today. It allows you to bring them back a little bit quicker onto the practice squad, see what happens. Man, that sucks. Well, and I'm glad you brought that up with Gore. I was going to bring that up as well. That is a very interesting move that they made by giving him an injury does injured reserve and then already giving him a clearance. Um, so maybe he's back on this roster at some point this season. Yeah. Um, yeah. Dang it. We're gonna Sorry, have a lot Matt to talk Bushman. about. We're gonna have a lot to talk about. We still have to figure out who we think is going to make this 53-man roster. We talked a lot about a lot of these guys, but as long as the Chiefs give us the opportunity, we will have a 53-man roster prediction for you on Monday. Uh, Anybody else really stick out to you that we need to talk about? 
I don't think Josh Gordon's going to make this roster, guys. Yeah. Somebody asked that. Yeah. But I can't. I will say this. I am ecstatic to see the full offense because we haven't seen the full offense yet. I still don't think we've seen the full offense. Yeah, I think you're probably right. MVS, Skymore, Hardman, Kelsey, Fortson. I think that's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Cole, thank you for the picture. I saw it. I just want to say that out loud. And and Um, then you know what? Then you know what's going to happen. Andy's going to come out against the Cardinals, and he's going to run Burton four times, four times in the first three drives. Yep, get me all excited that it's going to be part of the offense, and then just just turn it over, turn it fine, whatever. Somebody did ask. Somebody (laughs) did really quick. I just want to say somebody did ask in the questions: uh, Can Burton play that Blake Bell role? I think he can. I think he has the ability to do most of what Bell does. I'm not going to say he can do all of it, but I think he can do a lot of it. And they have a tight end that can do the catch the you know the pass part of that. So I think that they're good in that scenario. The only thing that Burton really can't do is the QB sneak. And I'll be quite honest: I'm not so sure how often that was going to work this season anyway. After they used it so much last year. Agreed. I will say this too. I, when you when you are size deficient with Mike Burton, you can also let him line up at the H where Noah usually lines up, and let Noah do some of that. Um, so there are ways around it. I'm with you. Yeah, um, and and to be clear, McKinnon is on this roster. I do think because that's also been asked in the in the comments. Ah, yeah, absolutely, folks. We are going to run down the 53 for you for the Monday show. That'll be out Sunday night, actually. So be tuned for that. Make sure you like, sub, and hit the bell here on YouTube if you're not with us already and you're not subscribed on the audio platforms. We appreciate that, too. Um, if you want to hear me cuss about Bat Bushman, you can come over to the RGR channel. I'll be doing that here in a little bit. Um, other than that, we're going to wait to hear and see what happens here in the next 48 hours. There might be some churn. And if something is major, we'll definitely hop in here and let you know what it's all about. Thank you for spending your post game with us. We appreciate it. Yeah, I just I'm I'm looking forward to this part of the season because this is when you go see if you can get somebody and bring somebody in that's that could actually make a big difference yeah. at different times of season. So I, I like this part of the time. And Monday we already said we're gonna be doing roster. Tuesday, actually Wednesday, I guess would be a, a, the practice squad. So we'll eventually get that stuff out as as well. But thank you all for listening today, and we will be back on Sunday nights or Monday. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Is your team eliminated from the playoffs and in need of reinforcements? Maybe it's time for a rebuild, or maybe they're just a player or two away from taking home the Lombardi Trophy. Either way, join Keith Sanchez and Damian Parson for Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast. They'll tell you which college football stars your team will be taking in the 2024 NFL Draft. Check out Mock Draft Monday on the Locked On NFL Draft Podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.